your ultimate superpower. Welcome back to Relationships First. It's David Dubay here, and I'm excited you're here today because we're talking about your ultimate superpower. Yes, yours. Everyone has this ability, but very few people actually act upon it and use and utilize it and even know or understand it. Very few people. And those who do know about it and those who understand it doesn't mean they're not susceptible either. Right now in our society, there has been an undermining of identity taking place around the world. And the reason for this is because of the lack of our ability to control what it is I'm going to share with you, your superpower. There's a lack of discernment when it comes to this. And this allows people authority over you. And by you knowing this stuff, by you understanding this, you take your authority back. And it's very difficult for a lot of people to do this. And even those who know this and understand this and use it still are susceptible to being controlled. But it's important to know what this stuff is. It's important to understand this and to learn it and to begin to utilize it in your daily life. Because the more you use it, well, the stronger you get at it. So you're like, David, get to it already. I want to know what is the superpower you're speaking of. Well, back in the 90s, there's a book called Emotional Quotient, written EQ by Daniel Goldman. It's a great read. And the premise of this is knowing your emotions, understanding your emotions, and how to control them so you have greater power and authority in your own life, over your own life. Now, that's a great generalization of the book, but the premise is by having authority over you and your emotional states, you control your actions and reactions to things. And see, the problem in our society today is that people have lost their identity and they attach it to what people tell them to. And so they do other people's bidding without actually understanding the concepts of what they're doing and, the, and what the reactions or the effects are of what they're perpetuating. And when you understand your emotional state and someone says, you know, jump instead of saying how high, it's like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. Now, maybe the jump and that doesn't make sense to jump doesn't make sense to you, but the premise is simple. If I tell you that you are a thwat, you have no idea what that word means. Because you have no idea what the word thwat means, it has no control over you. You won't react to it because you don't know what it means. Now, if we're in person and you saw my facial expression when I said that, you could be like, oh, that's offensive. That word means something bad. Or you could be like, no, that's funny. That's actually really hilarious. But still, you don't know what it means. So the idea is, if I call you a different word, like a jackass, an idiot, a cotton-headed ninny muggins, whatever that word happens to be, because you have defined its meaning, and you allow that meaning to have authority over you, 
I then have control over you. So when you watch the news and they say, this bad event happened. Because a bad event happened, you then allow that event to control you emotionally. When the question I have for you is, how has your world currently changed because of said event? I'm not saying it doesn't affect you somehow, some way. But should it change you? That's up to you. But when you're around other people and someone says something that offends you, do you allow that to control you? A lot of people allow those things to control them. This is why people act out of fear. This is why people act on a reactionary basis to things as opposed to act. Reaction over action are different. Reaction puts you in a negative state. A place of lower than or less than the situation. Action allows you to overcome said state. You're not doing it because you're negatively impacted or angry about it. When you act out of anger or out of hate or out of malice, is there a positive that comes out of that? And how often is that a positive? When you're acting out of hate, anger, malice, or any negative emotion, oftentimes, we're talking like 99.99% of the time, the accomplishment of that is negative. Anger and hatred begot anger and hatred. It perpetuates the same situation over and over again. An equal and opposite the point is, is I want you to know and understand this so you have control over that. So that doesn't have to be the case. Negative outcomes don't have to continue to perpetuate because we're not allowing negative situations to control us. Instead, we're looking at something and we're saying, okay, this is how I feel about it. Why do I feel this way about this? What does my, if I take action now in this negative feeling, how is that going to positively impact myself or other people? And if it's not going to, then I'm not going to do it. How can I use this situation and what just happened and how I feel about it for positive outcomes? And I'm sharing this because if you sit down and you think about it, whether you write it down or you type it out on a computer, you then begin to look at things differently. You realize where the control mechanisms are inside of you. Your buttons that people are able to push, they won't be able to push them like they have before. If you've ever overreacted, you can do this for those situations. You can go back and be like, okay, so I was told this once and this is how I reacted to it. Why did I react that way? How did I feel in that moment? And you can diagnose that. You can strip it down and understand your reasonings for why you felt the way you felt. And maybe there was another trigger point, like something that happened years ago or in your childhood. But in looking at this stuff, we get a better understanding of who we are as individuals, what makes us up, 
what triggers us, what causes us massive negative states, and then how we can allay those things, make them not so triggering for us. And so when someone does that again, or something similar to that, we're not as triggered. We don't allow it to control us or take us over. and We get all fit of rage and then end up hurting our relationship, whether it's physically or not physically, just destroying a situation that didn't have to be destroyed, hurting feelings that didn't have to be hurt, hurting people that didn't have to hurt. This is stuff that should be taught in schools. People should know this stuff, should understand this stuff, so then they have authority over themselves. This enables you to have authority and dominion over yourself, which allows you full control and autonomy. That is your superpower. Autonomy. Emotional autonomy. And then when you understand this, and you have that autonomy, and someone says something, or you turn on the, any source of media and you watch what they share with you, you now can look at it in a different light. Why are they sharing this with me? What do they want me to do about it? What are the reactions they are looking for? And you can begin to understand why our society is the way it is. You can understand why people are doing the things they're doing because there's this sentiment that they want you to feel. And when you have the discernment of that, you can look through the bullshit and you can realize that, A, that's not what you want. I mean, maybe it is, but then why? You'll now know why you want it. But you'll be able to discern those things. You'll see where the control really lies or the perception of control. Because once you have control, once you have that autonomy, it's very difficult for others to control you. You know, one of the stories I shared earlier in an earlier episode was how back in high school, my girlfriend called me the day before prom and then she told me, she's like, hey, I cheated on you, but I still want to go to prom. Right After she said, I cheated on you, I remember the reaction and what I shared with you was like, how could you do that to me? Right, That was my first gut reaction. But literally within moments of saying that, after uttering that out of my mouth, I started to laugh because there was this internal realization that she didn't do anything to me. And because I had that realization, I knew she didn't control me. She didn't control my emotions. She's like, sure, I still want to go to prom. If I said, okay, and then still brought her to prom, then I allowed her to have that control over me. So I took back my emotional state. I was like, wait a second. I ain't going to allow you to control me. This isn't going to happen. No, thank you. When we have these realizations, when we have this understanding, we have autonomy over our emotional state. It does not mean you're not susceptible to things, because we all are. Even myself, knowing this, talking about this, sharing this information, I know this, I understand this. Sometimes it's difficult to continually utilize it. It is. It's the way life works. But those challenges are worth going through 
to know and understand that you are the controller of your emotional state. You allow situations to either control you or you control them. And when you have that, you hold all your power, all your authority. When someone tells you bad news, you choose how to act upon that news as opposed to reacting about that news. Power and authority, which you now hold. If you like this episode, then give us a like. Subscribe. Rate us. Let us know how we're doing. Leave a comment. All of those things help us out. The more you're able to do that, the better off we are, the more help we can give to other people. Also, if this was useful, share this out. Let other people know and hear this information. As you already know, if this is a superpower that you can have, why shouldn't other people have it? Also, join our private community. Go to relationshipswithans-first.com. That's relationshipswithans-first.com and join our private community. With that being said, I'm David Dubay with Relationships First. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care.